Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Oh, my goodness. I am Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. the savvy traveler. I'm honored that you'd spend part of your July 4th weekend with me. July 4th greetings to you and your family and your friends. Well, that plane powered solely by 11,000 solar panels lands in New York City this weekend from Washington, D.C. It's going to fly over Maryland, or it is flying over Maryland, even as I speak on Saturday midday as I broadcast live. Uh, many of our stations time shift our show to later on Saturday or into Sunday, but I'm coming to you right now at about 11.07 Eastern time on Saturday morning, and the plane is flying over Maryland. We'll go up past Delaware, then up the eastern seaboard over Atlantic City. It's going to take a swing by the Statue of Liberty, which just reopened this weekend. Um, and then it's going to land at 2 a.m. Sunday morning in New York, 2 a.m. Uh, the reason is it's uh, uh, got to f- take off very early as it did before dawn in Washington on Saturday morning. And it's got to land very late at night, early Sunday morning, because it they don't want it to interfere with uh, regular plane traffic because it flies really slowly. That's why it takes so long. It cruises at only 45 miles an hour. But this is the last leg of a cross-country flight that's part of uh, planning for a 2015 round-the-world trip. So, here's what's coming up this hour in Rudy Max's world. In a few minutes, we're going to check in about on how we treat our pets when we travel, particularly our dogs while we travel. A survey by dogvacay.com found that a good number of us smuggle our pets past hotel check-in desks to avoid paying hefty pet fees. No, 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 no. That's coming up in about four minutes. Then our favorite butler, Charles McPherson, drops by to tell us how to be the perfect summer house guest. It's a repeat of an interview I did with him several weeks ago, but I liked it so much, and I figure many listeners this week might actually be house guests at this very moment, that it was worth hearing again. Then, to mark the 100th anniversary of one of New York's early skyscrapers, the Woolworth Building, we're going to talk with a woman who can give us the backstory and tell us about an exhibit at New York Skyscraper Museum that honors that building. And the Statue of Liberty reopened this week, as I just mentioned, just in time for July 4th. We'll get an on-the-scene report from Ranger John Harlan Warren on what kind of turnout America's iconic symbol is enjoying this weekend. Throw in a few deals of the week. We call it a radio show. First, a few news items. Well, gay couples enjoyed a couple of victories in the legal arena this week, courtesy of the Supreme Court. But things seem to be going backwards in Russia. Russian President Vladimir Putin signed one of the most draconian anti-gay pieces of legislation in the world this week. The government in Russia can detain any gay or pro-gay foreigner for up to 14 days before expelling them from Russia. Why don't they just expel them if they don't like them? What are they going to hold them for? It's illegal in Russia to say you're gay. It's illegal to kiss your partner in public if you're gay or to wear a rainbow flag. The foreign press can't even write that someone is gay unless it mentions it in a very negative way. This is causing some problems as countries look ahead to the Winter Olympics next year. After all, a number of athletes are gay, and the Olympic Charter bans discrimination on any grounds. So I'd say let's watch this space because it's an issue that's just beginning to percolate. And given that it's 2013, I think it's a ridiculous issue. It reflects badly on Putin and his homeland of Russia. And speaking of discrimination, Go Air, that's a low-cost airline in India called Go Air, thinks it's found a way to save on the cost of jet fuel, though its mes- method discriminates against men. Airlines are always striving to reduce the weight of the planes uh, in order to save fuel. We talked last week about this trend toward providing cockpit crews with lightweight iPads, thereby eliminating the need for pilots to lug around 35-pound bags filled with printed manuals. Well, Go Air realized that women on average weigh less than men. 
So it's decided to employ more female flight attendants and fewer male ones. And slim women will have an edge over women who aren't so slim. The airline says it expects to save up to a half a million dollars a year in fuel costs. I wonder I wonder if there are any overweight, overweight men around the executive suites at Go Air. I ask because, well, their health care costs are generally higher due to the weight, so that would cost the company a little more. Maybe Go Air ought to just hire slim women to run the company. What do you think? Karina Pilak is a spokesperson with DogVacay.com. That's a website that links dog owners with each other in order to provide safe and affordable ways that your dog can enjoy his or her own vacation when you go on vacation. While working with an independent marketing company, Harrison Interactive, DogVacay.com asked pet owners a number of questions along the lines of what they did with their pets when they traveled. Karina, we're turning to you for the answers. What did your survey find? Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Nice to have so you here. So, what did you what did you find about what do dog owners do? They take them with it. They take do they not take vacations? They leave them at home. I'm sure all of the above. But you got the numbers. Certainly all of the above. You know, we find that having a pet does not get in the way of pet owners traveling. Over almost eighty percent of pet owners take at least one trip a year. Um, on average, they tend to take fifteen days off and you know be around on traveling with an within that time. So from our survey, we found a lot of different things. I think one of the main things that we found, which you had touched upon earlier, was that 15% of pet owners admit to smuggling their pets onto planes or into hotel rooms, which we thought was quite surprising. 15% of sneaky dog owners, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that because of that, I mean, we can we can infer that potentially they want to avoid the cost that's involved with, you know, buying an extra plane ticket for their pet or perhaps, you know, paying an extra fee for them to be allowed into their hotel room. I but think I we think can that, infer that, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that the most overwhelming thing that we found was that regardless of if pet owners are traveling with or without their pets, they have difficulty making accommodations. Sixty-four percent of pet owners say that they struggle while trying to find, you know, either someone to watch their dog at home or, you know, dealing with airlines and dealing with restrictions in hotel rooms. Hey, wait a minute. Isn't that where dog vacay comes in? <laughs> that is it. That is Go correct. ahead. Give yeah, a, so give dog a plug, vacay Karina. was founded to create an alternative for traveling dog owners to board their pets in a loving local home. So, you know, instead of burdening a family member or friend, we, you know, can connect you with a, a home right in your area where your dog can stay um, as a member of someone else's own family. And we tend to be up to half the cost of kennels. All right. We'll be sending you a, a bill for that commercial message later. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So did you, did you find some dog owners didn't travel because they had pets? Surprisingly, no. But we did see a common theme of worrying. So 72% of, pets, of pet owners worry about their pets while they're traveling. We actually mm. have a 24% worry for the entire time they're traveling. So I think most people travel when they're going on vacation. It's kind of unfortunate to think that they, you know, couldn't even well, enjoy their know, own vacation. What I want to know, Karina, is why aren't those other not 29% worried? They don't love their pets enough? What's the deal? <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, our story did not cover that, so I'm not sure. <laughs> why aren't you worried about your pet? Well, <laughs> interesting. I like the 15% sneaking them past the hotel. As long as they don't let out a little yap while they're standing at the check-in desk in that purse or bag or whatever. Uh, Karina, hey, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. Karina Pilock uh, works with DogVacay.com. It's a website you can check out if you want to board your dog with someone who might have a pet as well or if you want to take in someone else's pet while, they, uh, while they're bored. You pick up a few bucks and also uh, have an extra pet around the house. 
You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We've got a full hour coming up when we come back after these commercial messages. We will, uh, we're going to talk about, um, what are we talking about after these commercial messages? I, you know, you book these shows all week, but you sometimes forget the order of the guests, and then you're, oh, we're going oh, to check in with Charles McPherson, our favorite butler, about how to be the perfect summer house guest. You do want to get invited back next year, don't you? He'll let you know how you can arrange that. Stick around. Nice to have you here with me. Hope you're having a leisurely July 4th weekend. I intend to just as soon as I'm done with the show, but for the moment, I'm all yours. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of Travel Guard. Travel Guard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Musicians, the biggest musical instrument event of the summer is here with savings up to 90% off retail. It's Guitar Center's 4th of July sale. Now through Sunday, grab your copy of The List. Hundreds of hand-picked deals on closeouts, demos, clearance items, new and more. Plus score doorbuster deals like Fender Electric Guitar just $79. Kohala Soprano Ukuleles, $29. Martin Acoustic Guitar Strings, five sets for $20. Guitar Stands, two for $10. Hurry. Guitar Center's 4th of July sale ends Sunday. Guys, you've heard about Ageless Male, the natural supplement that helps boost free testosterone levels. But now, the best testosterone product is even better because for a limited time, you can try Ageless Male free. That's right. Call now and you can boost your free testosterone levels with Ageless Mail for free. You only pay shipping and handling. Just call 1-800-239-2754. Ageless Mail can help you feel more like you used to in your active life and in your romantic life. Because our formula has been clinically shown to increase your drive, desire, and performance. If you're ready to recapture that drive from your youth, now is the time to try Ageless Mail with this free bottle giveaway. You must call now because this free offer is for a limited time only. Just call 1-800-239-2754. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. And this segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Travel Guard, a leading provider of travel insurance plans. Whatever your travel needs, choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans by visiting TravelGuard.com. Travel more and worry less. TravelGuard.com. Coverage is limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Charles McPherson, you've heard him on the show before. If you're a regular listener, he runs, he owns and operates a school for butlers based in Toronto. 
And uh, he trains butlers not only for private homes, but also for hotels around the world and consults with them. Uh, Charles McPherson and Associates is the name of that firm. And he's got a new book out, and a handsome book it is. It's called The Butler Speaks. It's a guide to stylish, entertaining etiquette, etiquette excuse me, in the art of good housekeeping. It's published by an, a random house imprint, interestingly, called Appetite. And uh, I thought there's no better reason to have uh, Charles back on the show than the publication of a book, because I know that's a major thing in anyone's life. Charles, welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Good to have you here. Thank you. It's so exciting to be with you and your listeners. And I, Well, I don't know if exciting is the word, but we are thrilled to have you. We are excited to have you. And we're going to talk in a minute about how to be the perfect summer house guest. But first, I want to talk a little about your book. This book will tell you, well, I, I, how to carve a turkey, how to greet a guest at the door. Never say, I don't have any idea where I'm going to put you. <laughs> Charles writes, there's nothing worse in the world than saying to a guest coming in in winter weather, I don't know where to put your boots and coat. I think there are worse <laughs> things than that, Charles, but not in Charles's world there aren't. Um, you know, how to uh, never reach for the salt at the table. You always ask, would you pass the salt, please, and always bring the fork to your mouth. It's just filled with great advice for living a gracious life. Charles, w did you, I mean, how did you decide to, to, to segment this book? Is this the result of, a, of life's learnings or columns you've written over the years? You know, it's, it's a combination of, of all of the, of, of the above of what you've said. It's many years of being a butler, and then years of writing my column, which I do uh, in Metro newspaper, and then being on television and so on, and then being just with you in, in our conversations that we have. And so, you know, it really, I think, ultimately is a culmination of the lessons that I've learned of how do the rich and, and famous people seem to succeed, and it's in their self-confidence. And so how can all of us benefit from that? And so what this book is really about is learning the tips and tricks of their self-confidence that can give us self-confidence because people always want to be around those who are self-confident. And in case you think this is a dense tome to read, it is not. It is broken up into sections, very, a lot of white space, clear, lot, inter, interesting graphics, ser, segmented by topics. So if it's something that doesn't apply to you, you can skip on to the next thing. This is not something that's going to require... Uh, it's not homework. And I, I just love the you know, how to greet unexpected guests at the door. You said your dad used to always haul you around and knock on people's door and, and yeah. unannounced, and, and, and you don't like that. And, and you, you offer a couple of things like saying, thank you for stopping by. It means a lot to me, but I'm in the middle of something personal. Can we get together later this week? Or I'm glad to see you. I'm about to go out the door. Let's call each other over the next few days and do that dinner and movie we've been talking about. So <laughs> everything in this book is how to really, uh, to some extent, control your life and and. and in doing it in a gracious way so that others feel comfortable with you. Is that a fair summation, Charles? That's a great summation. And, you know, because etiquette, the problem with the, with the word etiquette is everyone thinks of, you know, the Victorian era, 1860s, very strict, very, you know, uncomfortable. But that's actually not what etiquette is about, particularly in the 21st century. It's really just about how do we communicate amongst ourselves and how do we make others feel comfortable around us is really what it, it is and should be. And I agree with you. There's, there's not enough men opening doors for women in life these days. What's with that? What, what happened to that? It's pretty basic. Didn't, don't fathers it's teach their sons basic, these things? And it's such a simple thing just to put a smile on someone's face. And whether it's actually a man or a woman, if you're going first, why not open the door and hold it open for them? Well, exactly. I don't know, but I see that happen all the time, particularly among millennials, which of which my son is one. I mean, I have hoped I've treated, taught my son how to do that, but I, I do see a lot of people doing it. It's little things like that that you know, that make life a little more, a little smoother for everybody in the course of their day. Exactly. And putting your son aside, you know, I think that part of the problem is that we live in this world where we're self-absorbed, 
with our iPhones, our iPads, you know, all our computers. Uh, and so we start, we're starting to forget that, you know, all these, these tools were meant to help us communicate better. I think it's actually pulling us apart, and we're communicating less with each other face-to-face, and we're not, we're not kind of sure how to do that anymore. You'll never meet a more polite man than Charles McPherson, whose new book is called The Butler Speaks. And it's, this is not, believe me, just for butlers. This is for, for anybody who would like to live. And I keep using the word gracious because it seems to apply. It's published by an imprint of Random House called Appetite. It's a very handsome book by Charles McPherson, M-A-C, Pherson. Um, and, and Charles, we've got summer coming up. And, and I know we talked about this a previous summer, but it's, I used to have an editor at the Washington Post who says you should always do a good story every year. And you have very specific advice for folks who have been invited to be a guest at someone's summer house, perhaps at the beach or in the mountains. And I'd like you to talk about that for a moment, won't you? Absolutely. So I think, first of all, if you're the host, if you're inviting people, if there's something that you need from them or want from them, you need to be very specific. So, for example, if you want them to, you know, bring something, you know, to to share for for the drinks for the weekend or food for the weekend, or if we're going to be dealing with kids that, you know, need special toys or something, you know, you have to set those things up from the very beginning because it's too late once you get to the house. Okay. Or or the country. But the other thing is, as a guest... When do you get to a house? Sorry? (laughs) When do you get to a house and when do you leave? Excellent question. And so you you come and go as per the invitation. So, for example, you know, if you've been invited Friday, you know, to come Friday night, you come generally Friday for dinner, but you don't. But you leave usually after lunch on Sunday. And you don't show up Friday at nine in the morning. You don't show up Friday at nine in the morning. And you know, you should really confirm. You see, but that's where the host should really be specific and, and should say, you know, Rudy, I'd love to have you and your wife over for the weekend. Why don't you come Friday for dinner, be here around 7 o'clock, and, Perfect. you know, we can have a weekend, and then, you know, you guys can be on your way, you know, back to the city, you know, uh, after breakfast on Sunday morning or after lunch around 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. So it's about being specific. And setting those parameters. What kind of uh, gifts, uh, house gifts, are appropriate and what kind aren't so smart? So the things that are, you know, really helpful is to, is to think of something like someone has perhaps a specific type of music that they like or magazines or books, things that they'll be able to use, um, or perhaps a photograph of when you were there last year that you had framed, you know, to give them as a picture of when you were all together on the beach or climbing in the mountains. But bringing something like, for example, flowers, that, you know, are just cut flowers that have to go in a vase actually becomes complicated for the host or the hostess because they, you know, have to start to arrange it and, it, you know, it just becomes an inconvenience. And did you also advise, and I was surprised at this, not necessarily bringing a couple bottles of wine or champagne, although champagne you can bring to anywhere. I think you can bring champagne anywhere. Absolutely. Especially to Charles' house. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that you should, you know, you should ask your host, can I bring some wine and so on and so forth? And, but don't expect the host to necessarily serve it. It's not the host. Because remember when you bring a hostess gift of some kind, even whether it's for the weekend or just for the evening, it's a present you're making to them. It's not something that they, that you're expecting them to necessarily serve while you are there. Right. And you also had creative ideas for, for 
a gift after you depart, uh, particularly children? May, well, I'll let you take it away because I remember it because it's stuck <laughs> well, in my I mind. I think, for example, if you've had children, who, for, first of all, if you have children, you know, remember to not let them necessarily run around, you know, the, the, the house or the cottage because, you know, it's not your house. You are a guest at someone else's house, and so to clean up after your kids. But when you leave, I think, you know, the kids, to be able to, to start to teach them how to send a thank you note, to be appreciative of something, have them do a drawing of the weekend, you know, for example, that you can then mail to the person and say, you know, we had a really great time. Thank you. And am I old-fashioned in suggesting that thank you note be handwritten as opposed to emailed or texted? Do you know what? I used to completely agree with you that that was the only way to do it, uh, that it had to be handwritten on a piece of paper versus email. But you know what? I've started to realize that email is becoming the communication of the 21st century. Oh, and so I think we need to adopt that. So I think that, you know, preferably handwritten on a piece of paper because people appreciate it because it's so rare. But at least if it's by email, you still have to do a proper thank you note, you know, and, and it can't just be one sentence saying, hey, thanks for a great weekend. But you need to talk about the weekend and, and why it was important what it meant to you, to you yeah. and, and why you enjoyed it. There you go. That's my boy Charles. Charles McPherson, terrific to have him with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about a skyscraper in Manhattan called the Woolworth Building. It's celebrating its 100th anniversary, and the Skyscraper Museum is uh, has dedicated an ex exhibition to it. We're going to talk with one of the co-curators of that exhibit and learn a little more about the Woolworth Building and why it's so significant to the history of New York City. If you happen to be going there in the next few months, I think this exhibit runs through September. We'll find out in just a moment. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back after this break. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of TravelGuard. TravelGuard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Musicians, the biggest musical instrument event of the summer is here with savings up to 90% off retail. It's Guitar Center's 4th of July sale. Now through Sunday, grab your copy of The List. Hundreds of hand-picked deals on closeouts, demos, clearance items, new and more. Plus score doorbuster deals like Fender Electric Guitar just $79. Kohala Soprano Ukuleles, $29. Audio Technica Dynamic Handheld Mics, just $19. Guitar Stands, two for $10. Hurry. Guitar Center's 4th of July sale ends Sunday. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 
In November of 2011, uh, we interviewed a curator at the uh, uh, Skyscraper Museum in New York. They had an exhibit of some of the most notable skyscrapers in the city. There's an exhibit up now that features the Woolworth Building, celebrating the Woolworth Building 100th anniversary, which startled me, actually, when I saw that. I, I, uh, I didn't know there was a skyscraper 100 years old in Washington. I probably hadn't really thought about it. Gail Fenske is my guest. She's a director and uh, Excuse me. She's a co-curator of this exhibit featuring the Woolworth Building. It's it's uh, on display now at the Skyscraper Museum in New York. She's also the author of a book called The Skyscraper in the City, The Woolworth Building and the Making of Modern New York from University of Chicago Press. And she's a professor of architecture at Roger Williams University in Bristol, Rhode Island. And with all those credentials, um, I'm sorry we don't have time to really talk to her on the show. Thanks very much for joining us, Gail. Nice having you here. Oh, Thank you. I'm delighted just, to be here. I'm just kidding. Give, give us a little, before we talk about the, I, I, you know, the exhibit we're, we're certainly going to mention, but I'm, let's talk about the building. You've written a whole book on it. Um, wh where does it rank in the pantheon of skyscrapers in New York? Why is it special? Uh, it's special uh, mostly because of its height. It was the world's tallest uh, by a significant uh, amount uh, uh, when it was completed in 1913. Uh, what I mean, it was uh, close to 800 feet tall. And uh, just prior to the completion of the Woolworth Building, the Metropolitan Life uh, Insurance Company Tower had been completed at about um, 700 feet. So this was um, uh, the tallest in a race to build the world's tallest. And uh, this is still relatively early. It's 1913 Prior to World War One, so so not only was it the tallest building when it when it opened in a uh, hundred years ago in New York, but in the whole world. That's a little difficult to conceive. And is it is it? I guess it's not unusual to have a skyscraper a hundred years old still standing in New York. Uh, in this case, definitely not. It was um, truly ap appreciated by the, by the city, by everybody, by critics uh, when it opened. Uh, the, you know, the journalists as well as the cognoscenti thought it was really uh, aesthetically uh, the world's most distinctive skyscraper, as well as a technological triumph. And uh, since then, it's been uh, hugely popular throughout history. Uh, I think it's been more popular at certain times than others. Um, certainly through the 1920s, it was uh, seen as you know what the equivalent of the Empire State in the 30s. It was um, New York's most famous skyscraper, unquestionably. Where is it located, exactly? It's in Lower Manhattan at 233 Broadway, and that's the um, southwest corner of City Hall Park. It's not far from the City Hall on Broadway, which is the most distinctive uh, commercial avenue in, in New York, uh, even still today. And I presume it was the headquarters for the Woolworth, Woolworth Corporation. Are there still Woolworths in the world? I didn't look that up before the show. I should have. Yes, um, uh, there. Well, it's still it's still the Woolworth Building. Right. Uh, the Woolworth stores closed. However, there are still some stores in uh, Canada as well as in um, in England. Uh, but I, I I do believe actually that the stores in England have also recently closed. Uh, it is a phenomenon of another era. The the five and ten cent store on the main streets of uh, t of towns and cities, um, especially in the United States. They were all over the United States uh, when Woolworth built the building uh, when he decided to build the, the skyscraper as a headquarters in 1910. He had over 600 stores in the U.S. as well as in England. And I presume now this is a, a I don't mean generic office building in a sense of putting it down, but it's an, off, I presume, office building with people renting space. 
Uh, it certainly is that, and it's um, uh, hugely successful as an office building. The lower block is um, rented out. And when I say hugely successful, uh, I, I think probably there are some offices that may not be rented, but nonetheless, it is a historic building, right. and it's still doing very well. Uh, the decision has been made, however, to convert the tower into very fine condominiums. And so the ah. tower is now um, under separate ownership, and it will be. Um, uh, it is now being made into some very elegant uh, apartments with uh, obviously spectacular views. Interesting. And in the minute and a half we have left, what are several of the distinctive architectural uh, highlights of the building? Uh, there's both architectural highlights as well as engineering highlights. Um, the architectural highlights are that it is a, a, a distinctive Gothic tower, and this was the intention from the start. It's highly picturesque. Uh, it has a kind of romantic presence in city views, both by day and by night. Uh, it was intended to be Gothic, uh, as I, I said, and uh, it, it uh, recalls a number of Gothic buildings in Europe, um, as well as an older tradition of building secular towers in Europe. But um, anybody who looks at it will see a Gothic spire uh, with flamboyant gothic ornament, uh, terrells, gables, finials, uh, all those architectural elements we associate with the gothic tradition. Uh, but it was also, from an engineering standpoint, very distinctive insofar as it was the tallest steel frame. Uh, the caissons were carried to some of the deepest bedrock in the city, down as far as 120 feet. Wow. Um, and it, it just it had all of the finest uh, um, uh, conveniences for tenants, high-speed elevators. It had a spectacular observatory uh, that Drew in the in the teens and you know in the early part of the 20th century, uh, up to 100,000 people a year, and after that, many more um, from 60 countries all over the world. It was truly spectacular, and uh, this was the aim of its architect and uh, Frank Woolworth. Well, there you go. Gail Fenske is co-curator of this exhibit of the Woolworth Building at 100 years, uh, 100, 100 years uh, rising over the uh, lower. Manhattan. You can see it at you can see a display and, and obviously learn a lot more about the building by going to the Skyscraper Museum or you can pick up her book called The Skyscraper in the City, The Woolworth Building and the Making of Modern New York, published by the University of Chicago Press. Spensky, uh, Dr. Pensky, thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll be right back here. In, oh, you can also go to skyscraper.org, by the way. That's the website for the museum and learn more about the exhibit. I think it runs through September. Be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Musicians, the biggest musical instrument event of the summer is here with savings up to 90% off retail. It's Guitar Center's 4th of July sale. Now through Sunday, grab your copy of The List. Hundreds of hand-picked deals on closeouts, demos, clearance items, new and more. Plus, score doorbuster deals like Fender Electric Guitars, just $79. Kohala Soprano Ukuleles, $29. Martin Acoustic Guitar Strings, five sets for $20. Guitar Stands, two for $10. Hurry, Guitar Center's 4th of July sale ends Sunday. Guys, you've heard about Ageless Male, the natural supplement that helps boost free testosterone levels. But now, the best testosterone product is even better because for a limited time, you can try Ageless Male free. That's right. Call now and you can boost your free testosterone levels with Ageless Mail for free. You only pay shipping and handling. Just call 1-800-239-2754. Ageless Mail can help you feel more like you used to in your active life. 
and in your romantic life. Because our formula has been clinically shown to increase your drive, desire, and performance. If you're ready to recapture that drive from your youth, now is the time to try Ageless Male with this free bottle giveaway. You must call now because this free offer is for a limited time only. Just call 1-800-239-2754. 1-800-239-2754. 1-800-239-2754. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6867. 64 extension 1 that's 866-869-6864 extension 1 or order online at lmclinic.com that's lmclinic.com i will never forget the day my son jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face i'm behavioral therapist janet lehman behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare That's why my husband James and I created The Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get The Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Welcome back. As I've been commenting several times during the last hour and 45 minutes, the Statue of Liberty reopened this week in honor of July 4th weekend after being closed for some uh, repair after uh, Tropical Storm Sandy of last fall. Um, we're joined by John Harlan Warren. Uh, uh, ranger Warren is a park ranger, and he's the acting public affairs officer at the Statue of Liberty National Park. And are you there right now as we speak, uh, Ranger Warren? Oh, no. I'm uh, enjoying a day off in my beautiful home in Trenton, New Jersey. What? A day off on July 4th weekend for the man? Well, have you, were you at the Statue of Liberty earlier this week when it reopened? Well, I certainly was. It was a okay, great day. And, and- and and how did what was the public reception? I mean, was it crowded? Have people gotten the word out? Were they there? Oh, the word was out definitely. Uh, <laughs> I believe that we probably hit our usual number of about fifteen thousand uh, for uh, July fourth. Uh, the ferries all looked quite full, full of amazingly diverse populations, not just national but international uh, populations. People happily taking photographs of each other with the statue and, and in line if they were lucky enough to get ground tickets and enjoying the festivities. Beautiful day. Now, one thing that surprised me when I was reading some of the news stories about the opening previous prior to uh, the actual opening, I didn't know that the uh, statue had been closed for a while before Tropical Storm Sandy. It had only been opened a day or so when Tropical Sandy hit. Am I right? Uh, yes. And we got to be specific, though. The statue itself and the pedestal were closed right. for a year prior to the hurricane. 
looking. The Liberty Island was open, and people could see, see that, and that's the best way to see the statue. Uh, but, uh, yes, we had been closed for about a year uh, to do a number of life safety improvements to the interior of the statue, particularly in the pedestal area, which makes it uh, the flow of visitors easier and, and has it a little more accessible, at least in that pedestal area. And so what did, what did the Sandy, the Tropical Storm Sandy, do that needed, that, that needed attention over the last uh, six or seven months? Well, first, we're lucky in that Hurricane Sandy did not damage any of the historic areas. It did not damage the statue pedestal of the historic fort at Liberty Island. It did not damage the historic building at Ellis Island, which is also a part of our park. Right. A lot of what it did was literally under the surface, because that's where you often put your electrical systems, your heat, your, your water system. Ah, right. Those were damaged very badly because of flooding. Uh, 75% of Liberty Island was covered. Almost all of Ellis Island was covered. And also, there was damage to our docks. Uh, we lost our service dock entirely. Uh, that was a total loss and was rebuilt. In fact, the ferries from New York, from Manhattan, were landing at that brand-new dock. So that's the first thing that people saw when they, they got off the boat. So the statue itself was not damaged? was not, no. I'm, I'm very happy to say that. I'm, I, I didn't know that. I guess perhaps I'm thinking of the Washington Monument, which is having it now has uh, scaffolding all around it and actually was damaged mm -hmm. by that storm. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know the statue itself was not damaged. That's great. So you, you say that uh, average July 4th weekend is fourteen or 15,000 people. How, how many people come on an average weekend when it's not a holiday weekend? We know we haven't had a lot of those recently. Because, That's true. That's so it's hard true. to tell. You know, we, we had a year when the island was open, but the statue was closed. And, and so it's been some years since we've had sort of normal weekends. And now, honestly, even now, Ellis Island remains closed. And it's going to be closed for a while because the damage there was more extensive. So ah. it's, it's going to be hard to kind of measure the number of people coming compared to what, what we would normally be used to. Sure. Is there a rough estimate of when Ellis Island might reopen? We do not have a timetable for when that will reopen. Okay. Uh, there, the infrastructure damage was was even more vast, more complete. Um, and it's not just a matter of fixing these systems. It's a matter of putting them where they're not going to be damaged from a future storm of this site. Right. So um, at Liberty Island, we consolidated things into one building where we raised the floor above the right. floodplain. Um, still need to figure out exactly what's best for Ellis. We don't want to just do it fast. We want to do it right. All right, we have 20 seconds left. How does one best book a tour to the Statue of Liberty? What, do you book ahead, or you just show up in lower Manhattan and hop on the, the ferry? If you want to see anything more than Liberty Island, you really must go to statuecruises.com to see what tickets are available for the Crown, which are only a few hundred a day, and the pedestal, which is also a good... A, a good experience, and that's a few thousand a day. StatueCruises.com is your best bet. StatueCruises.com. Terrific. Good to know. I thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, your day at home, um, uh, Ranger Warren. John Harlan Warren is the Acting Public Affairs Officer of the Statue of Liberty National Park. You know where that is. Thanks so much, uh, John. Have a lovely weekend. You too. My pleasure. And we'll, I'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world for a couple more deals of the week. So don't touch that dial. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com.
To join Rudy Maxick, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Where are America's most patriotic places? Well, Condé Nast Traveler magazine thinks it knows it anointed the following eight sites and places. Gettysburg National Military Park in Pennsylvania. See how many you've been to. The Liberty Bell Center in Philadelphia. The Statue of Liberty, of course. The National Mall in D.C. as well as the Lincoln Memorial there. Mount Rushmore National Memorial in South Dakota. Mount Vernon, George Washington's home, just outside of D.C. in Virginia. And Arlington National Cemetery, also in Virginia, in Arlington. There you go. Um, let me talk for just a minute about a cause that I think is worthwhile. It may be a lost cause, but, uh, you know, I reported a couple of weeks ago that the National Trust for Historic Preservation said that the um, now out-of-use JFK terminal at, at uh, excuse me, Pan Am terminal at JFK Airport, Kennedy Airport in New York, um, uh, called the Whirlport, is, uh, was designated by the National Trust as a one of America's most endangered national important structures or monuments. I don't know the exact word they used, but it's really an iconic example of modern ar ar modernist architecture. It's a saucer-shaped building. Delta, which owns the uh, terminal because they built a new one next to it, wants to tear it down to park some planes there. And uh, when the National Trust came out with this uh, movement, it was already afoot to try to save the world port from destruction. Well, I'm told that... Uh, that um, Demolition crews have already started taking down parts of the building. Uh, most of the front elevated roadway has been torn down. Um, time is ticking away to save this this building. There's a movement started. They want to run an ad in the New York Times alerting people to it. Attempts to ask Delta or the Port Authority to discuss it and save the building have been unsuccessful. At any rate, if you go to my Facebook page, Rudy Max, the fan page, it's Rudy Maxa Travel slash Leisure, not my personal page. I don't pay a lot of attention to that. You'll see a link to where you can sign a petition or send in 10 bucks or something to help pay for this ad. I think they've raised about 2500 or that was as of Friday night. They need like 16000 to run the ad. Anyway, I don't know if the building can be saved, but it's certainly worth noting, even if it isn't saved, uh, what's coming down there. Let's do a few deals of the week. How about that? Mm, where are my deals of the week? Yeah, here they are. Here are my deals of the week. Sorry, reaching across the table here. Well, Starwood Resorts, uh, Hotels and Resorts, has got a summer sale going on in North America and Latin America. Here's the deal. If you're a member of Starwood's frequent guest program called SPG, which stands for Starwood Preferred Guest, um, they're going to give you 35% off room rates this summer, along with a complimentary breakfast for two. And as we always say on the show, if you've ever eaten breakfast in a hotel for two people, you know how expensive it can be. So, so you can sign up for Starwood's frequent guest program online, I'm sure, and uh, consider taking advantage of the summer sale in North and Latin America, North America and Latin America this summer. 35% off the room rate plus complimentary breakfast or two. We've also talked about Rocket Miles, this fairly new rep website called rocketmiles.com. Rocket Miles is one word. Um, where they negotiate with hotels to give an unusually generous amount of frequent flyer miles or points if you check into the hotel and, or book the room on and book the room on rocketmiles.com. Well, Rocket Miles has teamed up with Virgin America to offer you a plate full of ele Elevate points. Elevate points are what you get for flying Virgin America. If you make your first hotel booking with Rocket Miles by July 15th, all right, so you've got another 11 days, 12, 10 or 11 days. Make your first hotel booking with Rocket Miles by July 15th. You'll earn 3,000 elevate, ele elevate bonus points in addition to 500 to 3,000 Elevate points per hotel per night, depending on which hotel you check, which you select. Now, this isn't bad, 3,000 bonus points, because on Virgin America, reward flights start at 2,500 points. 
So your first booking on Rocket Miles could get you an award ticket to, oh, say, Los Cabos, Mexico, which is a pretty nice weekend getaway. So there you go. Go to RocketMiles.com, book a room by, excuse me, yeah, book a hotel room by July 15th. They're in 3,000 Virgin America Elevate points. And then you'll get an additional 500 to 3,000 Elevate points for each night you stay in that hotel, depending on what level of category uh, the hotel is, is in. How would you like to see Ireland by rail? Great value vacations. I mention them a lot. They've got some very well-priced uh, vacations. They've got a deal. Uh, this does not include airfare. This is a six-night holiday in Ireland. You'll visit Dublin, Cork, and Killarney. It'll cost you about $128 a day. Uh, the Ireland Rail by Experience is a way to tour the Irish countryside and take in some of its uh, most beloved cities. In Dublin, of course, the Book of Kells is there at Trinity College. You can do a pub crawl in Dublin, to Blarney Castle, Muckrose Abbey, the Ring of Kerry is one of the most prettiest, prettiest little corners of Ireland. Now, this is good for travel from November 1st to February 28th. So it's shoulder season and off season. November 1st to February 28th. Uh, they have flights from New York JFK. The package is $899 per person based on double occupancy and based on what travel date you select. There are some blackout dates, so beware of that. So it's $900 a person for uh, a round trip. Oh, this does include airfare. Excuse me. $900 per person includes economy at class airfare from New York, but they can price you from other cities as well. You'll get a hotel for one night in Dublin. You'll get rail travel from Dublin to Cork, two nights at the Imperial Hotel in Cork, rail travel to Killarney, two nights at the Scots Hotel in Killarney, rail travel back to Dublin, and one night at the Academy Plaza Hotel in Dublin. Not bad. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six nights hotels, plus rail travel, plus round trip from New York for $900 per person. You can find more details at greatvaluevacations.com. For a $99 upgrade, you'll get a tour of the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin. That's a great tour, by the way. Admission to Trinity College and Breakfast Daily. Um, another $100, you can add two, two more nights in Dublin. And you can upgrade to business class on Aer Lingus for only $638 per person each way. About $1,200 round trip to upgrade to business class. So there you go. Great value vacations is where you'll find that deal. I want to thank my engineer, Jeff Ryder, for causing my voice to come into your ears today on July 4th weekend. My executive producer is Janet DeAcevedo McDonald. I'm Rudy Maxa, wishing you a lovely July 4th weekend. I hope you're right where you want to be, and I hope you'll be right back here, same time, same station. Next weekend, we'll talk travel a little more in Rudy Maxa's world. Best of luck to you, and good day. You've been listening to Rudy Maxa's world, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.